Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I'm interviewing Shauna Lee, author of The Soul Frequency, and Shauna has an important message all about getting an alignment with your soul frequency vibration and how once you really understand who you are energetically, you can start to build your life around that frequency that you are embodying. And because this is a little bit longer interview, I'm going to be skipping over our Ask Me Anything and Trending This Week segments to make sure that you have plenty of time to listen to this interview start to finish. I hope you really enjoy the conversation that Shauna and I have had. Um, So without further ado, I will turn it over to our interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Today, I have the privilege and honor of interviewing Shauna Lee. Shauna helps people heal their body and mind, access their inner guidance, and create a powerful life with her soul frequency work. She is soulfully dedicated to you, and she helps you raise your frequency by helping you create the body and life that you want. So, Shauna, thank you so, so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'm really excited about today's interview because it's not often that I get to chat about something that is completely new to me. Um, So would you mind starting out by telling all of us a little bit about yourself and your journey and your soul frequency work and what exactly it's all about? Yeah. So when I was born as a child, I basically had a gift of seeing life in a multidimensional way. And I had two spirit friends who came onto the planet with me. And so it was like a sitcom. They literally should write a sitcom because my parents, of course, couldn't see them, but I could. And so there was situations where my mother or father would go to sit on the couch and I would say, you're going to sit on my friend. What are you doing? (laughs) And, uh, And so that went on for a while until I got to an age where I realized that other people weren't experiencing. It wasn't just my parents see them, but nobody else really in my life at the time could see them. And I made a conscious decision as a little kid to stop seeing them and have them go away. And I really, for much of my life, then decided that I was going to be normal, whatever normal is. So I really looked around and said, what are other people doing? Right. And I want to do that and built a, a life out of that. Right. Just looking around at what is what is it to be alive and what do people deem as successful or happy or wonderful? And then I'll just emulate that. And I did that and I built a big career and I built a life. And all of a sudden, when I checked all the boxes on my list, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I was going for. And I got pregnant around that time. And when I got pregnant with my son, I just had a massive reawakening. It was like everything that was connected to that little girl that I was who kind of gave up on what I could experience, the door just flew open. And I really say that my son was the catalyst for that. And all of a sudden here I was faced with truth, 
right? Just deep truth of what I was experiencing in life and really not knowing how to cope with it and really being led in all of these different ways. I was called to Sedona. I was called to all of these different locations and given information. And I started to um, really ask to understand why I was being given this information and what value it had. Because at the beginning, it didn't feel like it had much value. It felt like it was just scary and different. And why is it happening now? And um, and so one of the things that I was being shown is, is the frequency that we resonate at, our soul frequency, which is like our energetic fingerprint. And I was being shown why this matters and how it gets established and how we can shift that so that the outer experience in our life changes and that I was supposed to teach people that, that it's something that we hear energy frequency or we hear energy vibration and really drill down into the details of like who we are as, as an energetic being and how we're able to, to shift that over time. And then more on the practical level, like what does this mean for our life? Like how do we build a practical three-dimensional life understanding who we are as energy? So was there something specific that kind of triggered this understanding in you when you were going through that big change and realization? Or was it really just that that deep soul searching that kind of led you to that discovery? Well, I felt more and more distant for a while in the life I was living. So, and this is typical with a lot of clients and people I know, it's like, you start feeling like you're pulling off of the life you were living, like, and looking back at it rather than being in it and starting to have like different vantage point of the things that you're experiencing. And so that was going on for me. And then when I started to, there were these two words, love and truth, which was really the beginning. It was you know, there are frequencies of information. Every letter carries a frequency. Every number carries a frequency. So I started tapping into the different energetics of words and of numbers and things like that. That was kind of the beginning. And I was being shown the words love and truth. And I was so confused at why it was love and truth and not truth and love and why they were in capital letters and all of these different things. Like it was so specific. And I just started, it started one day, I started Googling around. I'm like, I'm going to put it in Google and figure out what happens. And it was just like, once I started opening the door to exploring it, then so much more information started coming. And then I was really taken into, which I, I dipped down and talk about in the book, like the Fibonacci sequence and, and kind of how we're all created and how mathematical um, we are and blending really this idea of spirituality and the science behind it, right? Because it's like, sometimes I always say, you know, when water is so hot, it almost feels cold when you touch it for a minute. There's this blending line between science and spirituality and how we are created that is so fascinating to me. And that was a lot of the information that I was being shown is just really ancient science and ancient knowledge from past lifetimes coming to the surface to help humanity at this time. So kind of reaching way back to something you said in the beginning of the conversation, did any of this then circle you back around or connect you to the point where you were reconnected with these two spirits that kind of accompanied you into this lifetime? Did, was that part of this journey? Did it come back around for you? It did, but it was interesting. It was, I was shown that it wasn't just like the way I remember it when I think back on my childhood was that it was like, two spirits as if it was two people in spirit. And the way that I was shown later in my life and my adulthood is that that was the way I could understand it, right? Like that it wasn't just two spirits, like 
it was basically collective knowledge coming through like as two friends that I at that age were able to understand. And like, you know, it's like, it's like energy comes through and sometimes you have visualizations of things, but usually it's a visualization of something that makes sense to you, which is how you're able to accept it in. So that's what I was shown. So there was like a broader perspective on it. Right. So you're, you're, brain really just kind of putting everything into context. And as a child, what would make more sense than just having a friend share something with you? I think that's so beautiful. It was so cool. Shauna, I am really excited by this conversation because I know for a lot of people listening right now, your story and going through what you just said is resonating on a lot of levels, right? I mean, so many of us who have kind of had this sort of spiritual awakening have had similar experiences in our lives and we feel distant, we feel disconnected, we feel separated. And when we really start to become more consciously aware of that feeling of separateness and we open up our minds to this kind of exploration, we start to come back into alignment. And that's really, it sounds like what soul frequency is all about. Um, So how do we then take that next step once we've identified and become aware of the fact that we are not in alignment, how do we take that next step to actually move back into alignment with our soul frequency? Yeah, I'm going to just add that some of the ways that we know that we're not in alignment, like indicators of that, is, is sometimes feeling like a sense of dread or doom or anxiety in our life, um, feeling disconnected from ourselves, feeling disconnected from others, um, not feeling a lot of joy. So just feeling like life is ugh, one day after another, I've got to do this. And so sometimes people you know, are not even at the awareness where they're saying my life isn't in alignment. They're just knowing like, I'm not really happy and I'm not really doing anything that I love to do. And it just feels like a lot of tasks and a lot of drudgery. And that's really just an indicator that probably many areas of life are out of alignment. And I'm a big proponent of taking things one at a time. Like there's no need to shock your system if that's not what you're called up to do. I kind of went through a rapid transformation And I don't recommend that unless you're really called up to it because it's a lot to take and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of moving pieces to it. So if it feels like there's one area of your life that's really, you know, pulling your attention, like I got to look over here in relationships or career or how I take care of my body, it's like start there, right? We don't need to change everything at once. It's just about taking practical steps. And so one of the things that you can start doing is writing down like in a journal or in a sacred place, like what is coming to you? Like what are the choices and the changes that you are feeling you need to make? Because I believe we somewhat know, we don't always want to know because it's hard and it's scary. But the important thing is that if we just write it down, we've honored it, right? So we get intuition, we get guidance and we just either want to ignore it or we forget it because we don't write it down. And so sometimes the first step is just writing it down not even taking action on it, but just saying, I see you, right? I know you're here. And then your intuition feels honored and it knows it's being heard. And in its right time, you'll start to take action. So I like to put that as a first step and inspired action actually naturally happens as you start to be aware and acknowledge. So you can't be aware and acknowledge time and time again without it naturally moving you into action. So sometimes with our brain, we think we have to force action, And I think when we do that is when it feels really hard and difficult and like, oh gosh, how am I going to do this? But when we just stop and say, for right now, I'm just going to be courageous enough to write this down. 
right? And then I'm just going to put it aside and I'm going to go about my life. And when something else comes up, I'm going to write that down too. Because intuition comes in bits and pieces and it's like puzzle pieces and it doesn't always make logical sense. And so the first thing you can do is just start writing down the pieces. Don't interpret them. Don't try to make sense of them. Like you could be walking down the street and you're like, blueberry, what does that mean? Right? What am I supposed to do about that? Oh, I don't know. Just write down blueberry. And as you start to do that and just be an interpreter, like word for word, you will start to see the puzzle pieces come together in a way that makes sense for you. But it all starts with, with not letting your mind get too involved at the beginning and not judging it and not ignoring it. You know, this is really similar to the way that I have my students start working with their crystals because we do get these kind of seemingly random thoughts sometimes that come to us, but that really is our intuition starting to lead us in the right direction. And I love what you said about not forcing action because then it does feel like another task or another chore or something else that's not really going to bring you joy, but just letting things kind of unfold somewhat spontaneously is really a way to live in the moment and be present. And it sounds like be more in alignment with your soul frequency. So Shauna, I want to transition here a little bit because you actually... Um, you, you know, not just are an amazing speaker and presenter about this subject, but you actually have also authored a book called The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. Um, and I would love to know a little bit more about the book, what it covers, and how it really helps people identify when they're out of alignment and then move back into alignment with the soul frequency. So I think some of the things that people have said about the book are radical honesty. And I'm always a big proponent. I say in the book, truth heals, and I believe it. I say it a lot. Um, and, and it took me a lot of courage to write the book because I talk a lot about my journey of awakening with some radical honesty. And I think we, when we hear powerful truth, it resonates with us. Like it speaks to the truth of our soul frequency. It's like a part of us wakes up from that. And so we also give other people the courage to speak their truth, right? Those, those things that we think, I don't know if I can say this. And so that was really my intention of the book. I was guided to write it, to tell the truth of what I had gone through and what I coach on now and how I learned from that experience and how I'm able to help others really transform their life. Um, and so that was the core intention is just to be radically honest with what the journey can be and the bits and pieces that come along the way that don't make sense at the beginning and how they all can come together and really create the next steps in your life. And I, I have a program that I also lead called the soul frequency experience. And it's really about creating that next level. So people tell me all the time, like, I'm so confused what that is. Like, I know I don't belong here, but where am I going or what is, it doesn't, it seems black ahead of me or it seems confusing. Like one day I, I feel like maybe I want to do this. And the next day I'm like, no, I want to do that. And so what I really determine in the book is how we create everything in our life and how truth rises to the surface when we start to heal the pain and the trauma and the veil that, that hides the truth, right? That we don't have to seek out our purpose or seek out our truth it rises as a byproduct of clearing the space for it to rise. And so we developed that program as an accompaniment to the book because people were saying, oh my gosh, how do I integrate this into my life? Like, 
I just learned all this information. Where do I begin? And we started that program. And it's just been phenomenal because once we know how we create everything, then we have like a step-by-step process for it. And we have a different understanding for it. It doesn't seem so haphazard or difficult. And that's really what the book is about. So when you say that you are soulfully dedicated to helping others raise the frequency of their life by helping them create that body and life that they want, you really mean it. I mean, you're there every step of the way from really teaching and being a leader and educator to actually coaching them through this entire process. So if you had to give one kind of aha moment or takeaway or something so, so important related either to your book or the coaching work that you do um, related to that truth and that just authenticity. Um, what would be the thing that you really want people to know as it relates to discovering that truth and kind of stepping into it? So one of the things that holds us in a certain frequency pattern, we are born into a frequency based on the family or caretakers we're born to. And we assimilate with that because we need love and nurturing and care. And it isn't until later in life when we start to define who we really are. And for some people that happens earlier and for other people, it's later in life. And one of the things globally that I see with an international coaching business is that we have to take an inventory of who is in our lives and what that energy feels like for us because the people around us hold us in the frequency. And so if we are wanting to grow and develop and really expand, we need to be around people's energy that feels that way that feels expansive, right? Which is why it's so beautiful what you do and creating coaching communities is so beautiful because it gives people a frequency that is safe, right? And supportive and loving in which to upgrade. I always say frequency is contagious, right? Just like it's kind of negative if you get a cold and you catch it from someone else, but you catch frequency because we vibrate off of each other, right? Whether we like it or not. And so if we are surrounded, when you take an inventory of like, let's say your friends and your family and your coworkers and the people all around you, and you say, do these people complain? Do these people, you know what I mean? See life negatively. Do these people make me feel bad about myself? Like if you start looking at these different areas and you're saying, yeah, most of the people in my life, like don't feel good to me, then that's a place where we got to start having some awareness and looking and changing because it will be like you're trying to rise and everyone's holding you in a certain frequency. And so I just say taking a relationship inventory of how people feel and not judging. It's not right or wrong. It's how do they feel to you, right? Because your best friend might love someone and think they're great and say, oh, you got to meet Shelly. She's amazing. And you might get around Shelly and think, I don't feel like she's amazing for me. And you have to honor that, right? We have to honor, we each carry our own soul frequency and our own energy and it interacts with different people's energy differently. And so when we start to get aware, again, before we start making any changes, it's just becoming aware of what feels out of alignment and what doesn't feel good in your life. And something may feel good from 10 years ago and it doesn't feel good today. So it's being really truthful and honest with yourself about what you're surrounded with that is the beginning process of creating a new frequency to live from. And you know, one thing that is really kind of coming into my mind as you're talking about this is something that each and every person probably needs throughout this process is courage. Because when you're really going to move into that space of truth, 
it takes courage and it, it, you have to be able to stand strong in that. And um, you actually just recently did a blog post about five crystals that build self-confidence. So I wonder if maybe you could share, because I know you're a crystal person too, just your favorite crystal for courage or self-confidence that can maybe support someone during this process. Well, you know what's interesting? Like, I actually, like, I have crystals all over my whole crystal collection here. So many babies. I have them on both sides of my desk. Um, and I have never, ever, like, I don't have a lot of crystal knowledge. You are amazing at that. Um, I have, feel like stones talk to me. So what I do to choose crystals is I, like, people ask me all the time because I write the articles. You know, I've written a couple articles on, like, helping with negativity and things like that, like, crystals that help with that. But for me personally, the way I interact with them, and some people feel like they talk to them too, but some people don't resonate with that. I walk into a space or a show, a crystal show, and I literally get called to the other side of the room. So all of the crystals, you probably have that happen too, all of the crystals I own, like I identify them in different ways than probably they are identified. So I might go to like a smoky quartz and say, this is confidence. Like this crystal is speaking confidence to me. Um, and maybe other people don't feel that with that stone. So it's interesting. That's why I say like, you know, there are certain crystals that are generally considered for certain things. Um, but I also tell people like, listen to what, you know, resonates with you. Listen to what calls to you. I've had different times in my life where different, like I have this little heart crystal right here. Little, oh, so cute. Yeah. And this just, I was at, I was in Sedona and it literally fell off of a shelf in front of my foot. <laughs> and I was like, okay, guess I'm taking that home. Right. So I just have had these like incredible experiences and I keep them around me always. And so I just say, yes, you can read the articles online, but also listen to your intuition about where, when you find a crystal, like how it crosses your path, like where you go looking for it and the intentionality that you infuse into it. That is so in alignment with the way that I teach. I mean, even someone who writes books, right, about crystal properties, I tell people, don't just listen to me, like go out there, have your own experiences, trust your intuition allow yourself to be guided in that process. And I know that that also takes courage, but it's really just like flexing a muscle, right? And learning how to trust that part of yourself. And once you practice and you start to use that muscle over and over, it becomes stronger and stronger and you become more confident in your choices. So Shauna Lee, thank you so, so much. I am so inspired. Um, once again, Shauna's book is The Soul Frequency, Your Healthy, Awakened, and Authentic Life. Shauna, can you tell everybody where they can stay in touch with you online and keep tabs on social with you? Yes, they can find everything in the book at thesoulfrequency.com. And I'm also on Instagram a lot, and the handle is at thesoulfrequency. And we will, of course, have links to Shauna's book, website, and Instagram on the accompanying blog post for this interview. Um, but Shauna, again, thank you so much. It was an absolute delight. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, that is it for my interview with Shauna Lee, author of The Soul Frequency. I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show. And if you want more information on anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash 
blog. And of course, if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. So leaving a review on iTunes really helps um, others find the show and hear all the great things that we talk about. And uh, I just want to make an announcement that if you're listening to this on a platform that's not like your favorite choice, that you can actually now find the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, and I think in the next two weeks or so, we should also be on iHeartRadio in addition to Google Podcasts and iTunes and all the places that we've been forever and ever. And I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our listeners who did leave a five-star rating and a little review. Uh, This shout out is for OMG Another Gen. (laughs) So OMG Another Gen says, first timer, I am absolutely 100% new to the world of crystals. I've always heard about it, but found it so overwhelming. So I never got further into it, but I finally decided to take the plunge and learn more about it to see why it has become so popular. And I am so addicted to this podcast. Ashley has so much great information. She has the education and experience to back it up, and she's a pleasure to listen to. I'm so excited to hear more. So OMG, another Jen, thank you so, so much for taking the time to leave that review. It really means a lot to me and helps other listeners know what we're all about. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.